back to another episode of the Fourth and Forever podcast. Uh, this week we will be talking about the AFC South. Uh, as ever, I am joined by Darren Butter. How's it going, Darren? It's going good. I'm very glad to hear it, man. Um, like, what, what else have you been up to this week? Not that that's going to date the podcast at all. Uh, this week's been a work week. Um, I, I have been doing work. Last week was a, a bit more of a fun week, but... This week is very much head down and get get some money in, get some get some work completed, and then next week I've got a few meetings and a few fun days as well. So, so will I be involved in fun days? Well, I invited you. Oh and, yeah. Um, you have to decide. Oh uh, yeah, that's a point. <laughs> uh, looking quite good for fun days, by the way. So um, I'm, nice. I'm hoping that we can get involved in that. Um, yeah, um, but back to the matter at hand and football. We're talking the AFC South today. So that's the Houston Texans, Tennessee Titans, Indianapolis Colts and Jacksonville Jaguars. So I think this is one of the weirder divisions that we've got in the NFL. And um, these teams are just kind of moving in really different ways. So I think it's going to be a really interesting one to talk about. Um, it is because weird is better than pish, which I think the first you. <laughs> <laughs> two years of doing this this division's been like oh god they, these guys you know yeah um, there's intrigue a, a there plenty was, there was pretty much the Colts and luck and then this new guy Watson and then two teams of utter trash and the Titans and Jags and now we kind of have two really good teams in the Texans and Titans um, record wise and then we got this Colts team where we just don't know what it's going to be so yeah mm-hmm. definitely excited to talk about it and, and, and get into a bit more detail absolutely so i think we should do just that and uh just jump right in with the houston texans who won this division last season um they finished up with a 10 and 6 record under coach bill o'brien and um yeah to say it's been tumultuous this offseason for them would be a bit of an understatement um, so obviously with Deshaun Watson at the helm they managed to do pretty well get themselves into the playoffs and then just completely capitulated um, uh, but then that's not even the worst part of the offseason seemingly uh, as they ended up trading away uh, all pro wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins for a running back who hasn't performed well since 2016 and has a massive uh, like but amount of money against the cap in David Johnson. Now, I do like David Johnson. I want him to do well, but that just seems like such a lopsided trade uh, in favor of the Arizona Cardinals, where they got Johnson from. They have gone and added a few more new weapons in the likes of Randall Cobb, who's coming from Dallas on a three-year, $27 million deal. Um, and they've got uh, Kenny Stills there, who's currently um, in, in custody after being arrested after a peaceful protest. Hopefully he, he's, uh, he's all right and gets out okay. Um, but with the change of weapons around Deshaun Watson, how much better or worse off are this team now? Well, I listened to a Ringer podcast where they had um, Quincy Avery on. Quincy Avery is the uh, quarterback guru that works with... Um, directly with Deshaun Watson and when asked how he reacted not how Deshaun reacted but how he mm-hmm. reacted to the trade um he said he put his fist through the wall mm-hmm. and didn't talk to anyone for two days so I would have been similar a, and I'm not even an a Texans extension fan. of Deshaun and he is Deshaun's advisor and you know someone that can speak out and not cost money 
to Deshaun. That's probably a very valid reaction from a player like Deshaun Watson, who now has to go out and do it with very little. Um, look, I don't think I think the NFL are now at a point where we're not going to see any suspensions or issues for Stills if he gets through, you know, the Florida oh, PD yeah. system. If he gets through, you know, the the justice system unscathed, and you know. Unfortunately for him, look, you know, it's they're considering it federal, you know, um, trespassing, you know, peaceful protest or not. They're not they're not saying he was being violent. They're saying that he was protesting on federal land. So it's really Mm. complicated situation where he's probably if they were really to pursue it, he probably could be found guilty. I think it's probably more just a scare tactic where they're just trying to get him to stop because he's so well known. Yeah. Um. But look, I don't think the NFL are going to punish him if he does come out of it unscathed. Um, so he'll go right back in. But Stills wasn't really a big part last year. No, I don't think anyone is. That with be because yeah, exactly. It'll be because DeAndre don't Hopkins know would just be the go-to. It was always Deshaun Watson's uh, security blanket, as well as the like absolute glut of horrendous quarterbacks that he had before Deshaun Watson. Um, but. I mean, if this wide receiving course stays healthy, it can be really dangerous, though. You've got uh, Will Fuller. Let's not forget that Brandon Cooks is in the building now. If he actually comes uh, comes good, that would be great. If Randall Cobb can turn back the clock and be what he was back in his Green Bay days, uh, and of course, that's not even including the likes of uh, Kiki Kuti and uh, interesting ones, Chad Hansen. Like maybe might be a bit of a wild card there. Um, they've, they've got a, a really good looking wide receiver in core that can potentially do some damage. Maybe they will allow this to really spread the offense uh, away from that, that single target that uh, the Hopkins was. Maybe, maybe that's what O'Brien's looking for. I think if anyone's seen the, the Moneyball film where the GM's trying to build a team but they've got two really good rookies so the manager mm. keeps playing the rookies and it doesn't work because they don't fit his team so he trades them away yeah look maybe maybe bill o'brien's a genius and maybe we're all idiots and maybe he wants to play a more balanced attacking game and he's having playing Hopkins. chess while we're still playing snakes and ladders and yeah. all that jazz i mean but if you can take the ladder which is hopkins all the way to the house why not you know? Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't. Maybe... I don't see why this would have been a good move under any circumstances. It just doesn't make any sense to no. me. But we've talked about that one at length. I don't want to get get stuck in the wheel again. Um, but um, the, the the problem with the Texans, I mean, their wide receiving core has been okay. I feel as if, as if it's been improved dramatically. Another area that they could really do with dramatic uh, improvement on is the offensive line, which they obviously invested heavily in Laramie Tunsil the other season. Uh, they've got Titus Howard in there as well, and they brought in Max Sharping. But um, like, like Sharping isn't even slated to start at this point. We, I think we really just don't know what's going to happen from that offensive line. They could just do with some sort of improvement there. Um, I was surprised that they didn't end up going for Jason Peters uh, to even just move him inside to guard or something, but he's ended up going back to Philadelphia. I think he didn't want to move house. 
yeah waiting probably. for whatever deal the eagles gave them, you know yeah um but they they could be a good team they've still got merciless they've still got um you know sharping there's still a few players there that have got experience and can make a big difference for this texans team but it's a big ask mm. um and have they done enough to improve like you know like are they going to take the next step i think we're looking at and it's been compared before but we're we're literally looking for um watson to be jordan yeah for this team to get past the first round of the playoffs we're looking for a jordan-esque performance from watson and now he doesn't have his pippin he doesn't have hopkins Mm. so does he step up or does he kind of fall away i i'd be more you know after seeing the money that mahomes got he's probably going to step up this season yeah but it's such a big ask such a big ask to ask him to do it himself well, I mean, and it, obviously that's just on the offensive side of the ball that we've talked about so far. I mean, J.J. Watt's still there on the defensive side of the ball, as is uh, the aforementioned Whitney Merciless. But then it starts looking a little bit thin there. Uh, there's a lot of players that really need to like make a big improvement in order to be considered even viable starters. Um, they, they've got a few guys who like are maybe just a step behind. Someone like maybe Bradley Roby uh, is going to get another opportunity to prove himself at, at cornerback. Uh, Gary and Connolly came on quite a bit after his trade-in. Um, and then there's a few guys who are going to be like knocking on the door, like Lonnie Johnson Jr. showed some flashes last season. They brought in Eric Murray from Cleveland on a three-year $18 million, $18 million deal, excuse me, uh, safety. Um but yeah, like in the rest of the time, if I read out some of these names, like Brandon Dunn, Charles Amenehu, uh, Brennan Scarlett, Jalen Watkins, it's not really filling me with confidence. No, it's not. It's not quite what it needs to be, you know? No. And of course, they, they did um, bring in Ross Blacklock, uh, one of the top defensive tackle prospects at TCU with their first pick in the draft which was of course because of the laramie tunsil trade uh, a second round pick um and i think people still just thought they could have invested elsewhere but i guess defensive tackle is just maybe just key for them but i just don't see where bill o'brien's going with this he obviously feels as if he's got something here but um i just feel as if he's kind of stumbling through yeah he's he doesn't give off the most, uh, you know. This is the problem he just doesn't of give having off your any, yeah, anything. Having your head suggests... coach who's also your uh, your general manager, uh, it just basically removes the checks and balances system from all this. Um, but like, obviously, that's not to say that uh, he was the only one who decided on the Hopkins trade. Like, the the owner still had to sign off on a deal such as that. Um. I'd have been like, I know they didn't they own, aren't we dealing with a trust or something now? I don't think the owner's still with us. Oh, no, no, it's, it's moved on to um, someone else within the family there, um, but still. I would be like, no. <laughs> it's like, um, no, what were you thinking of doing? It's like, have you been drinking, Bill? No, no, just, no, bleh, bleh. just get rid of Hopkins, but no. To be Stupid. honest, Bill, Bill O'Brien is such a good guy. Like, I think we spoke about last time, the he stuff is. he's done recently for charity <laughs> and stuff. Such a good guy. But, mate, this this trade, I just... I, want, <laughs> I don't, I we want don't want to keep like going him. on to it, but what? what Did he fall out personally with him? I don't see any other oh, reason. 
I don't know. Yeah, 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 that, like, that, that did happen. I think he was like, Hawkins was after some more money and stuff. And there was a few um, like rumors of disgruntlement. But if it's a guy like Hopkins, you've got to do what you can to keep him, surely. But yeah, well, it's, it's like, I, I just don't know. It's, it's what would they achieve? Like they could have got anything else. It's like they gave away all their leverage. You know, they could have they could have done a sign and trade with some teams who've got franchise tagged players that don't want to stay and you know, even like getting in Gokwe, you know, if if this is your plan, which is to, you know, move to more of a spread offense and have a strong defense, which he hasn't got, then why weren't they going out and going, Okay, cool, you guys sign in Gokwe to a three year deal and we'll trade you Hopkins for him? You know, like there was there's Op- there was other players out there. Yeah, it's like they've just picked up Johnson to make the wages match, and that's literally all they were worried about. Why <laughs> 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 did they get like a fourth round pick? Or it's it's mind boggling. It was a second and sense. not much else. Um, yeah, I I just can't. Hopkins yeah. is amazing. He's yeah. going to be amazing at the Cardinals. Um, yeah. Kyler Murray must just like you know you think the um, Quincy Avery punching through the wall, Kyler Murray and his advisors, <laughs> they oh, seeing man. the dollar signs. I mean, I mean, like you would have thought that they would have been able to get some something more for Hopkins at very least. But um, hey, that's it. And we can, were... can you imagine if the Browns had another year on Garrett's contract and didn't need to re-sign Vernon and literally they traded a second round to end up with Hopkins? It's like, yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Ludicrous. It would be it would be breaking the league. Um, For like what, Kareem Hunt in a second is pretty sure, much whatever. what we're saying. Sh- ship him off, we'll do it. Whatever. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> you end up like it it doesn't make any sense. It's like they wanted him out of their division, out of their roster. Yeah. Out of the teams they were gonna play. And if you listen to any like GM analyst, PFF analyst, that is the worst decision in the world, you know. Yeah. Trading assets based on whether or not you're going to face that player for two years stupid absolutely it doesn't ridiculous. make sense no and uh okay so well we, we, we've gone uh like way over on uh on the houston texans here well, they did have the best record so i feel like we we need to spend time i guess so and like they, they are just very interesting but i mean to, to paraphrase lyle lanley the famous lyle lanley uh, bill o'brien with the franchise is a little like a mule with a spinning wheel no one knows how he got it, and be danged if he knows how to use it. Moving on, the Tennessee Titans finished 9-7 and seven last season after a really slow start, and they moved away from Marcus Mariota. Now, he has completely left the franchise and moved to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, they have their quarterback uh, in Ryan Tannehill, who they retained on a big-money deal. Um, they've also gone and re-signed Derek Henry, King Henry, upon whom's back they... Uh, like just rode off into the playoffs at the end of last season. And uh, they've uh, also moved on from Jack Conklin, who went on to Cleveland, who we spoke about last season. Not much else in terms of additional free agents. Uh, they picked up Vic Beasley on a one-year from Atlanta, a bit of a prove-it deal. And in the draft, they picked up Isaiah Wilson in the first round, uh, the offensive tackle from Georgia. But I'm more intrigued by a long way and the acquisition about the sorry of the acquisition of Christian Fulton, cornerback from LSU, who I think could really come in and do a job. So, with them um, managing to keep Henry and Tannehill retained, 
the, the the Titans look pretty similar to how they did last season. Maybe a little bit less certain on that offensive line, but that's what Wilson's there to do. Um, how do you like the Titans and Mike Mike Vrabel for this season? Well, it's a very similar point to kind of what we were saying about the Ravens. It's, um, yeah. Is it going to work again? Can you do it again? Um, you know, we saw it with the Cowboys when they had no weapons on the outside and Zeke was facing eight man every time. Look, it's probably not going to happen to the Titans because they've got AJ Brown and Corey Davis, and a few players that can kind of break open if they're left one-on-one. Yeah. Um, so they they probably are in a good spot, but it's going to definitely take a lot more on Ryan Tannehill because I don't think they're going to be able to run the ball as easily as they did, which means that you're going to have to get those um, out balls to AJ Brown across the middle and and try and break those lines. But I was like, I think they've done really well in the, the draft anyway. Like, I was like looking at it there, going 29th? They went, they picked 29th. Well, that would mean that they were in the AFC. Yeah, the. They're so surprising at nine and seven, then getting to the AFC Championship game, and it's like, especially after that slow start. Yeah, and picking up. Oh, that was a good start, you know. Good start by Mar- Marcus getting the forty <laughs> nil win against Browns or whatever. Yeah, that that, um, that one was fine. Yeah, <laughs> but Isaiah Wilson at Georgia for the twenty ninth pick, and then Christian Fulton at the fifty eighth pick. That was one of the steals of the draft, man. That's brilliant. Like... They've done such a good job, and Vic Beasley for nine million. Like it's Beasley, I'm a little done bit some out good on, stuff. but we'll 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 see. I mean, he had a bit of inflated stats during his big season in Atlanta, which is probably why they ended up just letting him go. Um, but yeah, if he comes in and does a job, and um, if anyone knows how to use a linebacker like like Beasley or, or defensive end, whatever you want to call him, maybe that hybrid position, it's Mike Vrabel. Yeah, he's um. He's been good on defense. He's been good with his team, and and getting to the AFC Championship game was a great accomplishment. I don't yeah. want to do it again. It's... Yes, absolutely. I think that they've got um, a lot of the pieces in place already. The the, the defense looks pretty good. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, he can if he steps up the season, he'll be uh, uh, he could be a potential monster up there. Um, but their uh, defensive backfield looks pretty good. Um, Kenny, Kenny Vaccaro, maybe not, is probably the closest thing to a weak point there. Christian Fulton, Malcolm Butler, Adoree Jackson, that's a that's a good threesome we've got there. And Kevin then Kevin Byard, absolutely, yeah. like, overseeing everything. I also picked up Manny Hooker. Like, there's um, there's, there's a lot to like there. Harold, Harold Landry, uh, just being the, the centerpiece there as well in the, the linebacking core. It's, it's, it's nice. It looks good. It's certainly solid. Um, and... I think the, the the team can just go based on that and then throw when they need to, which is plenty, but they're still going to want to keep using Derrick Henry. Well, you have to use a weapon like that. Mm-hmm. But I Run him into the ground. I, I like Henry. Um, he's getting paid now. I love him after what he did to the Patriots. Yeah. He's definitely <laughs> got the potential to break open a game. Yeah, we'll see. Like they've, maybe Henry won't be as big a an influence as he was last year, just because team, teams have kind of wisened up. Um, but well, I mean, if if they continue with what was a throw first mentality that they had for the the regular season before it moved on into the the postseason, where Henry just kind of took the ball, kept running, and he just 
was the offense. Like Tannehill wasn't needed then. If they go back to the the throwing part, then they won't need Henry. And maybe their plan is just they'll try and keep him relatively fresh, perhaps, or use him in other ways. Um, but uh, yeah, like a lot of this for me does hinge on Tannehill. Uh, even if people were a little bit out on him in the playoffs, uh, and I think his relationship with AJ Brown uh, can can really really thrive in this. Also, Jonu Smith, the tight end. He, he was an absolute monster at sections last season, and uh, I'm really interested to see how he, he develops uh, in, in this full season here. Yeah, and they've made some, some interesting signings. You know, they've got Roger Saffold on the offensive line um, this year, and they've picked up, um, you know, their option to, to keep him around, and uh, it's gone. Oh, you're going to have uh, Taylor Luan is going to be in, who like he yeah. missed um, the first four games of last season, I believe it was. Um, ah, sorry, I figured out <laughs> Jeffrey Simmons, who was injured last year. They tra- yes. they they drafted him injured, and yes. he's fit. Yeah, um, as a defensive runner arounder. Um, so we'll we'll see. Defensive runner arounder. Oh. That must be a. Uh, how much Ends, do you get for that on the franchise tag? Edge <laughs> left. Tackle. I don't know what he plays. He's um, he's a bit versatile on that yeah. line. Defensive tackle. Yes. Yeah. He's the kind of defensive tackle that will be complaining about not being an edge on the French. <laughs> Probably, which is why on certain things he is listed as a left defensive end. Uh, they've got uh, Daquan Jones is their listed nose tackle on ESPN at very least. So that's who that is. Yes. Well, this is NFL.com and one. So bad okay. luck, Jeffrey. Um, <laughs> but look, they're they're got great potential um and they're in a division where they can easily get a few wins um so they're going to give themselves a great chance to make it into the playoffs again especially with the extra spot and they're going to be annoying for yeah. other teams you know they're <laughs> going to probably do do similar things like i don't know if they'll hit cold cock the um the ravens as much as they did um if they play them again but yeah, they've definitely put themselves with this squad and this um this management team put themselves in a great opportunity to to get some wins. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I think uh, the, the Tennessee Titans are going to be one of these teams that just keeps hanging on there and uh, and just really causes teams like problems the entire season long. Um, from the beginning of the season, though, and I'll have to go back and do the the Texans as well for this, just because it's something we've been kind of starting off with. Um, the Titans will start their season off in Mile High Stadium against the Denver Broncos, which obviously I'll be watching. Uh, then they've got Jacksonville, but then things start to get a bit more tough when they take on the Minnesota Vikings, Pittsburgh Steelers, Buffalo Bills, and then it's Houston Texans before they're by. So, I mean, I get, it's, it's almost as if I can't say anything else about it, but it's another interesting schedule. There's a lot of intrigue there, um, especially that uh, that one against Texans on October the 18th. I think by that point, we'll kind of know what both of these teams are, and um, th- they'll just be a case of, like, right, time to prove yourself one way or another. I'm just looking forward to them beating the Broncos by 40 points at home. And right, I can get go. out of here. <laughs> too easy. To too. That's low-hanging fruit. Okay, okay. <laughs> just, just you watch. So uh, after hashtag last year and what you said to me when that happened, we're going to go completely the other way. It's going to be the Titans knocking off the Broncos in the opening game. All and right, then. Like, oh, our, our season where we 
could have achieved so much is already over. Like, That's it. See, it's done. See how it feels. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I feel for you. I do. It was awful. But have faith. Uh, the the Browns will be uh, middling this season. Anyway, that's uh, all we th- can ask for. <laughs> I think so. Um, so yeah, I think uh, Titans. You see them return to the playoffs again this season. Depends on the Steelers and the Browns. Mm. They're a nine and seven team. Um, their 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 schedule might be a bit easier, but I think nine and seven is about right for them. And if the Browns or the Steelers are nine and seven as well, then they're going to be right at the bottom and playing playing the Ravens or the Chiefs in the first round if they get there. So it's yeah, be, which will be difficult, be definitely. And uh, I think they will definitely be looking over their shoulder for the team that we'll talk about next. But and um, before we do, I'll just briefly go back and touch on the Houston Texans schedule. Uh, so they will start things off against the Kansas City Chiefs. Ouch. Baltimore Ravens. Ouch. Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh, that's a bit of a nip. Uh, then Vikings, Jaguars, Titans, Packers. Um, so brutal so start. They could the be zero and four. It's like what we were saying about the Browns last year. It's like this could easily be an zero and four start. Yeah. Um. That's tough. That's yes, really it tough. Certainly is. The first, easiest first team they're two. playing is the Jags. That, what the fifth game? That's yeah. So by then it's all it's all over, right? Yeah, well, <laughs> technically, unless you're you know the Steelers or or, or the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I don't know. I I feel for Watson. He's going to be coming into a contract year, and that's the start, and that's the players around him. Yeah, we're looking at Jordan esque performance to get them above five hundred for the yeah. first eight games. Well, That's... if anyone can do it, it's him on top of his game. So we'll see how Deshaun Watson manages to fare. Um, going back and continuing with the initial plan, uh, the Indianapolis Colts finished off 7-9 and nine last season under Frank Reich. And um, it was just a bit of a mess. Obviously, at the beginning of the season, Andrew Luck announcing his retirement. Uh, Jacoby Brissett has to come in. He starts off the season looking pretty good, but then just begins to show just how middling he is. Um, but things are all different this season as they've brought in Philip Rivers from the Los Angeles Chargers on a, a one-year $25 million deal, uh, which is certainly one of the more interesting uh, signings of the offseason. Um, I think it was totally overshadowed by the likes of the Tom Brady signing around about that time, though. So uh, people weren't talking about it quite as much. Uh, they also picked up Xavier Rhodes from Minnesota, but that's a one-year, $3 million deal. And um, I think that they managed to get a really nice under-the-radar pickup in uh, Trey Burton, tight end from Chicago, for less than a million dollars on one season. And uh, he could come in and actually do them a good job as well. And their uh, uh, draft, they picked up Michael Pittman Jr., wide receiver out of USC, with the second pick in the second round. Looked really handy. Uh, They also then picked up Jonathan Taylor, running back from Wisconsin, who was one of my favorite bruisers, despite the fact that he has some fumble problems. And um, maybe the quarterback for the future in Jacob Eason from Washington in the fourth round. So they did also lose Eric Ebron and Devin Funches, but I think we all know what we need to be thinking about here and is how big an impact can Phil Rivers have on this team? As this is probably the first time I can remember where he has had a good offensive line and the weapons around him are still sneaky good. Is it too late for Rivers, or is this a team that can be a real threat in the AFC South? 
I think he's rubbish. All right then, uh, moving on to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you think like, because you think, think like, even is if rubbish. they go like ten and six, I'll still think he's rubbish. I think mm-hmm. his performances mm-hmm. last season were embarrassing. Oh yeah, they were. It was great. Not even like the technical footballing performances, but the attitude and the blaming the rookies and that performance against um, the Steelers where Fitzpatrick had like four interceptions. It's like he literally threw it to him and then shouted at his like rookie wide receiver who yeah. had nothing to do with it. It was embarrassing. And I, I and I don't know how anyone, and look, I think that the Colts GM's great, but I couldn't watch that Steelers-Chargers game and then paid him $25 million. Yeah. There's no way. I would be begging Andrew. I'd be on his doorstep. <laughs> like, you think they haven't tried that already? <laughs> like Jacob Eason might On his immaculately there. constructed architectural marvel of a doorstep. Uh, no, nah, not happening. I, I, I don't think it's happening with Rivers. I think this might be a really disappointing year. I think Taylor's poor um, in terms of his fumbles. I don't think that's something that ever improves. Xavier Rhodes is... He's not, the, he's not the cornerback he once was. He's not He's not the 98-rated cornerback on Madden anymore, that's for sure. <laughs> Definitely and, not. Um, and Trey Burton, I think Trey Burton's a really good player. That's really surprising that he's getting that much money when Ertz is getting what he gets. I don't think there was much. You know, Trey Burton was pretty good. Yeah, but Burton maybe had some injury problems. And, uh, I mean, there was all sorts of other problems with Chicago there. But uh, I certainly don't think that he was one of them. Yeah, he's um, maybe not a blocking tight end kind of thing, but... I don't know. Look, can't ever rule out the Colts. Very well-run organization. Always have yeah. a fighting chance. But I hate Rivers. I'm out on him. I was yeah. out on him as soon as I watched that Steelers game <laughs> last year. It was done. Also, the Chiefs game from a few years before where he was just mm-hmm. throwing picks and shouting at everyone. Like, it's no secret that I really dislike Philip Rivers. Um, like, just like as a like on a personal level, I just don't really like him. I don't like his demeanor. Uh, I think his attitude stinks. Some people say he's a great leader and everything, but I just don't really see it. And he's never really proved it uh, in anywhere other than stats. Um, just He just always seems to wilt whenever the moment's biggest. Um, but like he's got a, a good offensive line in front of him. Uh, Anthony Costanzo, uh, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Mike Lewinsky, and Braden Smith. Looks just really nice, super solid. Um, the the weapons he's got around him. So obviously we spoke about Jonathan Taylor there. Uh, you've still got Naeem Hines, Jordan Wilkins, and Marlon Mack, not to mention in the backfield. T.Y. Hilton maybe getting on a little bit, but he can still, if he stays healthy, be a big contributor. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr. I think is an excellent addition at, at wideout. I think he'll really come up big for them. And then you've got that potential x-factor cross hybrid sort of guy that they're going to try and make from paris campbell that could be interesting and then the tight ends you've got jack doyle trey burton uh mo ali cox if you want to consider him as well it, it looks not bad it's, it's good it's probably the best um like full offense that rivers has had in some time yeah look i don't i don't think it's going to be a total disaster for them and that's before yeah. we even get on to the, the defense. <laughs> I I like the Colts, and now I don't like the Colts. Think imagine <laughs> how I feel. Like I've been I've been kind of 
like sort of enjoying the Colts for for some time. I, I liked them when they had Peyton. I thought they were a great team then. Uh, I, I like the way that their their gear looks. I've got a, like a Colts cap and a Colts uh, like jumper. I've got a Marshall Falk classic jersey. But now Phil Rivers plays for them, so I can't like them as much anymore. It's really disappointing. It is, and like I don't have any personal grievances with Philip Rivers. You know, I'm just, I do I'm find put my I just think them the, on hold. I I do find it interesting how out on his bloody franchise he was because it's like, look, I'm not going to move to LA or move down to LA during the week to train, so I'm going to drive up to San Diego every day, but. To get my twenty five million when I'm past it, I'll move to Indy. Yeah, yeah, good one, Philip. Um, <laughs> I mean, LA is a bit different to Indy, isn't it? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'll drive every day from San Diego, but I'm gonna move all the way over to Indiana and to get some more money. Nah, out, done, nah. done. Okay. Uh, the the defense is obviously still going, and they were pretty strong last season in, in spells as well. Uh, Justin Houston having a bit of a renaissance there. They picked up DeForest Buckner for a first-round pick, uh, which is something I actually kind of forgot about. I think that's an excellent addition there too. Um, yeah, I don't think they were going to get a player at that point in the draft. Like at that point in the draft, they'd have been what one of the wide receivers, maybe. Um, yeah, like I thought that they were probably going to end up with with someone like that. But uh, <laughs> like Buckner, like he can have a real big impact, especially when you've got him one side. And then Houston, uh, they got Adnico Autry and Al Qaeda Muhammad is another one as well. There, it's it's a, it's a decent defensive line. And then of course you got Darius Leonard in behind that, kind of uh, like ordering around the show. Uh, Rocky Sin could take a good step up at uh, cornerback. Malik Hooker uh, can be a real dominant force there. Uh, and they've got like so Ke- uh, Kenny Moore, who's um, looking not bad either. It's um, I just love Darius Leonard. Mm. Just, he's great what a player like it's between Darius Leonard and, and um, oh my god the offensive tackle they Quentin just, Nelson yeah they're just, he's a guard draft. <laughs> what a draft just, yeah what a draft so look that's what I mean like love their GM I think he's great but <laughs> <laughs> what's your favourite type sorry, of frog sorry Chris sorry Chris um <laughs> Yeah, you've done a great job. It's just this last thing you did that I'm just completely out on. Um, mm. Like, oh, seriously, the Colts, eight and eight, seven and nine, nine and seven. They'll be right about there. Um, Pittman might be good. You yep. know, Juju was very similar, um, similar uh, standing within the USC program to yep. Schuster. So, same kind of coaching. So we'll, we'll see what he can do. Um, out on Taylor. Taylor's going to drop the ball so many times. I mean, that's um, if they even use him that much because you've, you've still got Marlon Mack, still got Mack who was yeah. absolutely dominating the spells last season. Uh, but, I mean, anyone behind that offensive line has an opportunity to contribute really well. So if you manage to just create the hole for, for Jonathan Taylor, then there's much less of a chance of him actually dropping the ball. Is that one way of looking at it? But if he never gets touched? Yeah. Great. <laughs> It's just play that way. Holes that you could drive a bus through and uh, and just like have him kind of meander his way through and touchdown. Great. It's not quite Trent Richardson now when he just run right <laughs> into the back of the guard. Yeah, just, just straight, straight up hole. his butt. 
<laughs> yeah, Derek Carr's got that vibe as well, ironically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Colts, sure. Um, they'll probably be a winning, maybe a winning team. There's not only so many wins to go around. So this really is true. Tough. Like, we, we, like um, not every team can be nine the Titans and, and the Colts can go nine and seven. I think, like, the way their schedule works, one of them has to lose if the other wins. It's all very complicated. They play each other so many times. Mm. Everyone's just going to tie every single game. And uh, it's going to be boring. Soccer? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, so they are kicking off their season with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then the Minnesota Vikings, New York Jets, Chicago Bears. I mean, that is a very winnable first four games before they have to deal with the Cleveland Browns. And then the Cincinnati Bengals. They could be 5-1. and one. Yeah. You know what I said about Garrett? What? How he's mean to quarterbacks. Yeah. Looking forward to it. <laughs> no, no they, they definitely do have a chance to have a good start. But it's just the rest of the season that they have to worry about. Yeah, I mean, just out of curiosity, looking at the rest of it, it looks like a relatively easy schedule. I mean, after the bye, they've got Detroit. It's Rivers. Rivers get, always gets as easy. I've never won anything, but I'm still great, apparently. <laughs> That's just how, how, how he rolls, apparently. Um, yeah, well, I guess, as ever, and I should probably put this in a t-shirt, only time will tell. Uh, should we move on to our last team in the AFC South? Sure. All right then. Well, that is the Jacksonville Jaguars, who finished six and ten miraculously last season uh, with Doug Marone. And I mean, th- that franchise, from what I saw, should never have been six and ten. It was just Gardner Minshew, who was just un- unreal at-, at spells, including against the Broncos, which is really upsetting. Um, I, 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 they, they weren't good last season by any stretch of the imagination. But they've certainly improved, and I, I don't, I don't, I just don't know what they're going to be, and are are they are they tanking for Trevor this season? Will Gardner Minshew let them? They had a pretty good looking draft. Um, I'm not so sure about C.J. Henderson being the first cornerback or second cornerback off the board at the ninth pick, but then picking up Kalevon uh, uh, Chase on LSU with the twentieth pick um, was really nice looking, but then. For me, one of the one of the other more amazing picks in the draft was uh, Lavisca Chenault, wide receiver from Colorado, uh, dropping to them at number ten in the second. Like he could really make things very interesting down there in Duval. Uh, they also picked up your boy Joe Schobert uh, from Cleveland, five years, fifty-three million dollars. It's a lot of money for an inside linebacker. Good for him. <laughs> good, good for him. He got the money. Thank you, Joe. That pick against um, the Rams. Yes. Might be lost, but it was still good. Um, yes, so the, the London Guardians or London Knights or whatever they're going to be called in about five years' time. Um, they <laughs> heard your first added thoughts. added some some decent players. Like you know, there was such a big gap between Akuda and the rest of the quarterbacks that they could have really got. A f- so we say that like. Um, Fulton went at the end of the second round and all these like players going later like picking up CJ Henderson at 9 and then going for an, a, like, a linebacker at 20 I don't know if that was the tactic I would have used I think he could have got a cornerback at 20 and, and picked up a more of a, a offensive tackle or a skill player that you really needed mm-hmm. at 9 
Yeah. It was definitely like maybe not a reach for Henderson, but it just doesn't feel like it was the right pick for uh, them, considering yeah. they had two picks in the first round and then they had three picks in the top forty. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a bit tough. But it's a bit bit tough. Like they've picked up talent, like Chason's probably gonna be very good for my last year and Chenault looked explosive. Um but I just don't know what they are. It's like you said, like is Shark their best offensive player? Is that is that where they're going with it? Like, oh, of course got? it's of course it's still Leonard Fournette. Oh, oh yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> we put we putting him on the on the um, David Johnson. Yeah, pass. yeah. It's uh, like I'm actually I'm actually amazed that Leonard Fournette is still in the building. Um, but yeah, D- DJ Shark is, uh, is an excellent wide receiver. Great find last season. Uh, you get Laviska Chenault involved there, Didi Westbrook, uh, Chris Conley's there too. It's not it's not the worst looking wide receiving group in the world. It, like it, I feel as if it can go either really well, or I mean she's just not going to have enough time to find them. It, it's going to totally depend on the scheming here because I don't think I can really trust that offensive line where they're just kind of hoping that Cam Robinson can be uh, can be what he can be, which is very good but he's never really proven it he keeps getting all these opportunities to do so doesn't do it uh andrew norwell's there he's pretty decent but then other other than that there's aj can and you're expecting Jawan taylor to step up at right tackle as well there's a a lot of asking and a lot of ifs and buts to do there the the offense is certainly their problem and the, the defense really did not show up last season either despite the fact that they had some incredible expectations upon them yeah, I'm going to say that after having him in my fantasy team, Didi Westbrook, the biggest comparison I can kind of give him is Jesse Lingard. <laughs> what, just all, all flash, no substance? Is that all what flash, we're getting at? nothing. Like, he might do well this year. I also kind of feel that it's maybe trying to be a number one with rookies behind him. I think if um, Vols had played, maybe he would have got a bit more, but frustrating. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think that Gardner Minshew was like the perfect guy to get wins behind that offensive line because Foles isn't the most mobile quarterback and I think that's what Minshew gave them was just this opportunity to like create more space just by him buying them more time like that um that that touchdown he had against Denver was just utterly ridiculous he's running back around there for about eight seconds or something ducking and diving between players before eventually firing across to uh, a, a guy in the end zone. It was from from a objective perspective. It was a thing of beauty, but um, like that that's something that just Nick Foles wouldn't have been able to do, and he would have just been sacked a whole bunch of times uh, so, until they get injured inevitably. So the Jags just kind of putting it on their offensive coordinators and Minshew, and just saying, "Hey, look, this is what you've got. Go be Patrick Mahomes, or we'll we'll pick Lawrence." So pretty that's much. pretty much what they're saying to Minshew is that like we're not giving you anything new, but you know, or we're giving you Chenault, and we're keeping the offensive line kind of the way it is, and you're just gonna have to go out and make it work. And look, if you get us eight wins, we'll keep. We might consider it, but mm. you know, if you get us five, then we're gonna try and get Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I I, I really like Minshew, and um, it'll be it'll be pretty sad for him if he doesn't get an opportunity to continue on there. But uh, th- th- this season could be. A real opportunity for him to, like, just prove his worth. Um, I, he's he's impressed me. He's not got the greatest arm in the world, but his uh, 
escapability and just general swagger and that mustache and everything. You know, he's he's a marketable, likable, silly kind of guy. He's certainly not a serious quarterback. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I, I can't help but root for him. But um, if Trevor Lawrence is there and you're far enough down that rung by the end of the season, you've got to go for him, don't you? Yeah, and this is where, like, you know, there's not enough teams for the amount of quarterbacks that we want to see play. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Minshew, he's got an opportunity. And if he is going to have a starting career in the league, he's got to take it. Yeah. And, you know, they've given him Chenault. They've got Westbrook. They've got Shark. Mm-hmm. Um, Fournette's not the worst running back to have. You know, bundling into the line for you and yeah, yeah, exactly. You, so. Bundling into the line for for three yards of carry and nothing more. Look, that almost gets you a first down. Sometimes I can't, can't argue it. You know? Sometimes it's, it will. It's nine yards. Yeah, exactly. It'll be uh, it'll be like two yards, one yard, two yards, one yard, three yards, ninety-five yards. All of a sudden, <laughs> nothing again. Like, did, did he not have like? I'm pretty sure he had a game where he um, had a ninety-five yard run. And finished with something like 80 yards. <laughs> it was ridiculous. It's one of one of my favourite stats I saw last season. Yeah, they kept showing Fournette's stats. No wonder he started fighting everyone. Oh yeah, he's he's, he's got be... problems. Um, speaking of problems, that's exactly what their defence had last season as well. Um, I think we're surely expecting Josh Allen to continue his upward trend uh, at a defensive end. He he was uh, he was really good last season. Uh, Miles Jack, he needs to really settle himself down and become the player that he can be. Uh, the main question mark at the moment is in Yannick Ngakwe, who has basically said that he won't play for them again, but he's yeah. been franchise tagged and he's not been traded. Uh, you know, what else are they going to do? I don't know. I, I feel for Ngakwe because I wouldn't want to either. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah. Like... But if people think they can get him next year for nothing with the new um, new franchise tag rules, then why would they trade for him now? Yeah, well, uh, the like, the ja- Jaguars are really kind of just calling Ngakwe's bluff here and just insisting that he will play because apparently they did get an offer of um, like a pretty decent value, uh, including a Pro Bowl player and draft picks for, for Ngakwe. But um, yeah... I guess only time will tell if he ever sees the field again for them. Otherwise, you know, you've got uh, Clavon Chase on there, who's probably going to be the guy who ends up taking over him inevitably. <coughs> um, it doesn't make sense to me because they clearly, you know, in getting rid of um, uh, the boy that went to the Rams. Clay, who went to the Rams? What do you mean the Ravens? There's Calais Campbell who went to the Ravens. No, the cornerback. Uh, Jalen Ramsey. Yes, I was going to say Jalen hurts yeah <laughs> um, yes Jalen Ramsey going to the Rams they were blowing it up mm-hmm. they got two first round picks they've used one on Jason yeah okay what a waste okay they um <laughs> they have another pick to use next year and they could have got another couple of picks for trading him now it doesn't make sense to keep him is what I'm saying because if yeah. you're gonna blow it up you may as well blow it up um if you're not going to be able to keep your best talent around because you're not being able to put anything together on the field. It's it's interesting. You watch like certain sports and you see like with the F one and you know players 
drivers leave to go to Ferrari and Mercedes, and then the other teams are like butt hurt and like, oh, you should have stayed with us. And it's like, well, you're not winning. Yeah, why? Why would I want <laughs> it's to? Like, so like, the boys wanting out and wanting traded and wanting to leave. That's on the, you know, it may suck for you as the GM, but it's on you because you haven't won. They've had a four. They've been locked in. NFL rigorous contracts have been locked in for four years and you haven't won anything. So, or you haven't put together a roster that makes them want to stay. So you can't really complain when they want out. And I think the players are getting more at... and more uh, like ownership of, of these sorts of things. They're, they're not being held hostage and treated quite like the commodities that they used to be treated like. Um, and I think the likes of Ngakwe is trying to push for that uh, particular narrative as well. Yeah, and, and Ramsey's you know, already done that and, and got yeah. his wish. He and got they got two first-round picks for it. So, yeah. And do third, it. I think. So, like, why not just let Ngakwe go? Yeah, you've got to do it. If, if he doesn't want to be there, like, why would you want to have a player like that? Well, maybe if you're blowing it up, you don't really want to get a pro baller in. Maybe that's that was the sticking point. They don't want to get someone's three-year deal but uh, the, 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 from what i heard the pro bowl player maybe didn't work in with their system but i mean if their system is to fail this season so they can get trevor lawrence then you know why bother but like it, it may all be a salary cap issue as well um but i don't think that's really a problem for them at the moment but we'll see anyway um we kind of need to finish this one up so i'll just quickly run through their first few games uh they have the colts titans dolphins Bengals, Texans, and Lions. So there's a few games there that they could end up sneakily winning. Um, it just kind of depends on how the cookie crumbles for the other teams there, but certainly the Bengals, maybe the Dolphins as well. Uh, they're a very interesting team for, for this season. And uh, who really knows what's going to happen with the Lions with a healthy Matt Stafford at the helm? They could they kind of win in a couple of those. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to them. <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> Uh, right, I think um, we need to finish this one up pretty swiftly. So I'm just going to ask you for how you think this division is going to pan out in the end. Who's going to finish first, second, third, and fourth? Texans, Titans, Colts, Jacks. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sake. <laughs> okay, uh, interesting. Uh, I, I would I love Rivers to like, just blow up and and shout all time and the jags to pip them to like five wins mm -hmm. um but i think the jags will be bottom on purpose okay. uh point. yep i'm i'm pretty much in the same boat but i'm just for the sake of argument going to say that the colts are going to leapfrog the titans uh like maybe ryan Tannehill takes a bit of a step back this year derrick henry can't quite find his form they miss uh jack conklin on the line and uh, the Colts, who managed to miraculously get to seven and nine last season with uh, very little in the way of quarterbacks, uh, now have a, a half-competent quarterback, even if he is aging. Uh, still a really solid offensive line. They've got some weapons there. They've got a solid defense. They've got a great head coach, great play calling. Uh, they could maybe even leapfrog the Houston Texans if uh, things just don't pan out with that. A couple of injuries might sway that way, uh, especially if like, so Will Fuller goes down, as he always does. It's possible that the Colts could still win this division. Yeah, you can take that take to the back and 
do what you want with it. I will I will cash it in at the end of the season if need be. <laughs> I disagree. Okay. <laughs> well, we can agree to disagree, Darren. That is the, the beauty of uh, this course. I'm, I'm going to put it out there to anyone that likes the cults. Like, I like the cults, but you've done me a wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it, it hurts me to say it because you know I hate Philip Rivers with a fiery passion. You can't but, go um, from luck to rivers, I'm sorry. It's just, it's not working in my brain. <laughs> I mean, there's other teams that have gone for very interesting quarterback shifts over the course of this soft season as well. And uh, we'll we'll talk about one of those soon enough, um, especially since I believe that the New England Patriots are on our radar very shortly as well. Um, but yeah, Kyle Duggar is a great pickup for that. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was going to go. Actually, I mean, come on, man. You know, I'm talking about Josh Uche, defensive end of Michigan. But yeah. <laughs> so giving Edelman another year as well. Swift. Good. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Loving it. Anyway, we'll speak about the Patriots when we have to. <laughs> yes, I guess. Which, uh, by my reckoning, is probably going to be next week. So uh, let's just let's just get it done. Doesn't matter. Yeah, Josh well, Allen's going to save our lives. Yeah, let's spend four minutes on each team and then 25 minutes on the Dolphins. That's actually <laughs> two, why everyone's here. Two, uh, two, uh, that's what we're all after. We're all wanting the Dolphins to smash it this season. Uh, of course, the Jets can also do it too, or the Bills. And there's another team in that division. So, um, shall we wrap it up? Any final thoughts, Darren? Um, no, I just think after speaking about the Jags for far too long, we should, at the end of all of these reviews, do an endeavour for Trevor Sweepstakes. Okay. And, and and maybe put some pizza bets on who's going to get them. Okay, okay. Do you, do you still owe me pizza? I'm not eating pizza just now, but I can eat your pizza. <laughs> just, just send me pizza, uh, I'm fairly certain, is what's required. Uh, you I'm going to have to, because he's not coming back, and it's breaking my heart, but I, <laughs> oh, I really doubt luck. I've still got... What is it, next year? So when River's contract ends, unless they magically unveil Andrew Luck and we have to buy you a pizza we'll see we'll see yeah. I am uh, looking forward to it uh, I'm, I'm feeling a godfather right now but uh, we'll uh, we'll just see how I feel come the time I might have moved on to a chicken one or some description anyway I think that will do us for the AFC South uh, please Sounds join good. us next time which I believe we'll be doing the AFC East uh, thank you very much for joining us and um, goodbye goodbye goodbye